You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. A.K.A. Roro, and I am joined today by Daniel and Christian. I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is definitely not the first time we're recording this, as we say every time that we have technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is the first try, first try. <laughs> yeah, no, no other streams out there. They don't exist. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. And don't go looking for them because you won't find anything. <laughs> Um, But yeah, big thank you to everyone still watching live and listening live. We record every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and on Twitch. Just search up Podcast BXN and you shall find us. Um, We've got a lot to talk about today, uh, including the Battlefield reveal. And as I said, well, I never said this before. This is my first time saying this, of course, uh, that I'm very excited to talk to you guys about that um but before we get there we always start off the news the pxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right into it and the first story today is you know as we get closer and closer to e3 people are starting to reveal a little bit more uh of their plans for the event and capcom recently revealed theirs they're going to be premiering their little digital showcase on june 14th their lineup includes the grace uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Monster Hunter uh, Rise, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, we can catch them obviously on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, so yeah, as as I said, we're getting closer and closer to E3. More and more companies are you know revealing their um, their showcases. Out of these four, are you guys excited for anything, or maybe you guys have some potential surprise that you want to see from Capcom? Uh, what are you guys? hype levels for Capcom in particular at uh, E3. Yeah. Dan, would you, would you like to go first, Dan? Sure. Uh, I'm very excited for more Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if we get another expand, or I guess a single expansion expansion for that game, I would be super on board for that. Uh, and I think Christian would echo those comments as well. Uh, and... I'm just interested to see like what they do with that game, I guess, because the ending of Village was pretty... I felt like they did a pretty good job at kind of rounding out that story. Obviously, there's still kind of some looming questions there, but uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see them kind of dive back into that universe and see what else we can get out of uh, Village, I guess. Yeah, that that's crazy if there's going to be any kind of expansion because that game like just came out. I, honestly, I, yeah. I get to I've yet to play it, but I've been I've been wanting to get into it for a little while. Just haven't started it yet. My excitement might be with like Monster Hunter Rise. Like, is that coming to other platforms? Like, can we see that coming to maybe a PC or, mm-hmm. or other home consoles? Who knows? Like, I would 100% start to play that on other con- uh, consoles. My my Switch Joy-Con broke. And I've yet to buy another one, so like I don't play games on Switch anymore, unless it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it Monster Hunter coming to PC would be pretty cool. I feel like the Monster Hunter community would really be happy about that. Um, yeah, my hype levels aren't super high for Capcom. I, I think they're in a fantastic place right now. How wait, ever ever since Monster Hunter World, they've just been like kind of killing it w- with their games. Um, so I'm excited to see what they have to offer, but no really like crazy expectations. Um, it'll be cool to see, like Daniel said, what kind of DLC they may have planned for Village, because I know uh, 
7 had a couple of like mini episodes as well so that'll be cool if they have something to tease in that sort of area um, but yeah. And you're definitely going to play that expansion, right, oh, yeah. Roro? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think, I think you guys may be surprised what I've been playing when we get to oh. that part. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yes. Huh. I'll just <laughs> scroll down and look at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But moving Whoa. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but moving on to our next story, Shimagame Tensei's release date has been leaked. And as we talked about just now, uh, E3 is getting closer, so, you know, there's a couple of leaks here and there. Uh, uh, the official Japanese website for Shimagame Tensei Five was mistakenly updated with release dates for the upcoming game, including its release date of Thursday, November 11th, 2021. As the information came from the Japanese website, it is possible that the release date is only from Japan. However, the game was previous- previously stated to have a world of release, so we would only presumably be closer to other territories as well. Um, yeah, Shimigami Tensei, very, uh, very sought, not sought after, I'm trying to think of the, the right word, um, ex- acclaimed, acc- acclaimed series, um, but what is the word that people use when you're very excited for it to come out? <laughs> anticipated. Anticipated. There you go. Yes, very yeah. anticipated title for, for that community, for the JRPG community. Um, I love Persona, but I've never dove into the Shimigami Tensei series. Um, I'm sure I would enjoy it. Um, so this may be a, a good jumping on point. I, I think this series isn't like, uh, again, I haven't played it. I don't, I think they're like separate stories, kind of like Persona, but I could be completely off base with that. Um, but yeah, are, are you guys excited for Shin Megami Tensei or is that just something that's completely out of your, you know, enjoyment, Christian, I'll, I'll ask you. Um, from what I've heard of, like, from like friends on Twitter, mm-hmm. they love this, this series. I've yet to try it. So like, I am super curious to see what this game is all about and yeah i'll get my hands on it i will say christian it is a switch exclusive so you're gonna have to get your joy i'll have to buy a joy con yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and i have no experience with this series at all i don't even i didn't even know that this existed until you guys just talked about you're like it's well regarded i'm like "Uh oh i don't know (laughs) I don't know anything about it. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for people who are excited about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a question I... for the gang. Pardon? Yeah. I have yeah. a quick question for the gang. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, were you moving on or were, or were you no, saying no, something no. else? About I was going to say something else about it, so please ask away. E3 starts tomorrow, is that correct? Technically. Like, it, we get the, the summer game fest? Game fest yeah. 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 It's possible it, it could, it could, the, it's dawning on me. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I was I I didn't realize that Summer Games Fest was was uh, tomorrow either until I I checked Twitter I think like a couple of hours ago and like holy crap tomorrow is June tenth like it's, wow. it's it's getting started I'm excited and I'm surprised at how many things are on E3 schedule like I never like when they first announced that it was coming back in a digital form I didn't think there was any way they were gonna fill out like a big show but they have a ton of stuff on the docket. So. Yeah, yeah I, I, there's a bunch of people who have been making like, like to-do lists slash schedules for the show. Like, uh, I'm going to come across her name right now, Sania. Uh, I, I may be pronouncing that wrong, but she made like a super awesome. She's she's guides and design at IGN, so that makes a lot a lot of sense. But she made a really cool uh, to-do list of like a, just a bunch of like events that are going on at E3, and just like you check it off once you've watched it, I guess. And there's a lot on there. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited, very excited. 
Um, but moving on to our next story, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 7 has got an official trailer. And there's a lot of crazy people in there, including Rick uh, Sanchez, Superman, and a couple of other people there. Epic Games Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 7 will feature an alien invasion, and the new season kicks off with a fresh battle pass. However, rather than unlocking cosmetics via, via the battle pass levels, players will instead earn battle stars. In Invasion, battle stars can be exchanged for battle pass rewards in whichever order you fancy. There will also be a special rewards that will become available after purchasing all the other rewards. So that in particular got me really excited. Um, I know there's so many times where I jump into Fortnite for a particular skin. Like last season, uh, I really wanted to get the Raven skin, but I just fell off of it. It was like level 70 something. Um, and there have been times in the past where I've been like so, so close to getting the skin that I want. And I just, just didn't make it. So I really think the Battle Stars is really cool so I can kind of, you know, pick and choose the skins that I want to unlock without having to play an excessive amount of it. Um, but yeah, are you guys excited for Chapter 7 Season... or Chapter 2 Season 7 of Fortnite? Are you guys planning on jumping back in? Uh, no, no, but but oh, sorry. I'm I'm happy for everyone, but but like Fortnite just isn't my thing. I played for a while, but like what's surprising to me, like I always forget how like huge this is like probably the biggest game in the world, and yeah. I for, I forget it constantly. Seeing Superman in this game, like almost got me like a, a little bit emotional, and watching like people on TikTok react to it was like insane. I I love I love seeing stuff like this. Yeah. It, it is insane seeing the amount of skins that are in this game now. Like, I can't even imagine, like, how many files they have in this game now from all the skins that they've had over the past, what, what four-plus years now? Maybe five years? I don't even remember exactly when it came out, but that's a lot of skins to freaking keep in your game, and you gotta you got to keep that forever, or at least as long as the game is running, so... Uh, yeah, that's insane. Superman skin is cool for uh, Superman fans. I always tell myself, like, man, I want to go back to that because I played for a long time, especially in season one, and uh, or I'm sorry, chapter one, not season one, chapter one, uh, and I just kind of was like, man, I gotta play other things. Like, I was playing so much Fortnite, I was like, I can't play anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and just you know play in a little bit you know i don't know yeah every season i'm like oh i'm gonna get back into fortnite and i do for a little yeah. bit and then i just i just fall off of it yeah. um i do think <laughs> that they're doing a lot of interesting stuff with the alien invasion i, I feel like they kind of step yeah. up their live events almost every single time um so yeah definitely the trailer got me interested um but we'll have to wait and see if i will actually jump in and stick with it some of their events I think are is really cool still. Like they had like a premiere or whatever event where you would go to the uh movie theater area in the map and you could like watch premieres for stuff. I think that's a super cool idea. Like I hope they keep doing stuff like that. So Christopher Nolan and his brother John are like kinda like big gamers, so like they would have uh trailers for Tenet premiere yeah. at Fort like in Fortnite. Insane. Yeah. That's awesome. That is insane. Yeah, it's it's as as you said, Christian, at the beginning of this, it's, it's sometimes we forget how big Fortnite is. Like Star Wars has been a part of it. I was as we're seeing like Superman as well, Marvel for crying out loud. Like there's so many huge properties that are like, if anything, Fortnite is doing them a favor, like to shine light on their properties. Not MCU, but like mm -hmm. it's just really cool to 
to see that. I, I feel maybe not even either of them are doing favors. I just want to work together. It's just such a big property that it saying no to Fortnite is just kind of silly. I'm looking at you, Nintendo, with the Samus skin. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Let's get some anime characters in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, heck, Rick and Mort or having Rick in there is kind of jarring. Like seeing his uh, style in there is kind of very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next story, the Ratchet and Clank Review Roundup. So I'm reading from uh, Nebelian on Twitter. He got a really cool, like, congested, dumbed-down version of kind of all the fantastic thoughts of Ratchet and Clank uh, Review. Uh, I'll give you the review scores right away, and they're really good. Uh, VentureBeat gave it a 5 out of 5. PressStart gave it a 9.5 out of 5. GameSpot gave it a 9. iGen gave it a 9. The lowest score it got was 8.5, which is an, an low score from Easy Allies. Um, one of the quotes I'm going to read says, It's an extremely immersive piece of software designed to show off what the PS5 can do. But more importantly, it's a great entry in the nearly two-decade-old franchise, offering fans more wacky weapons, clever writing, and fresh biomes to explore. I'll also say an image that he has in this thread is absolutely bonkers how he has like a zoom up image of ratchet's eyes yeah. and like the detail of the the eye oh, irises yeah. in there uh like his he, it's great and like you can see the reflection of the world around him as well in the eyes it's like it's it's mind-blowing um but Christian, was that the picture of the in-game model yes yeah it was it yeah. was just ratchet hanging the out somewhere fur, man yeah and it's so furry it's so fur- it is like you could see like the, the individual furs as well on on his face it's mm-hmm. crazy um but christian how of course we've been talking about how excited we are for ratchet and clank um i don't think we weren't going to play it anyway but how do these review scores make you feel leading into its release on on friday I mean, the review score. I mean, I I knew it was gonna be a good yeah. game. I didn't even look at the reviews at all until that picture, like, of like the splash with all like the review scores. I, I like I didn't even watch a review or read anything. I actually did listen a little bit to the kind of funny games cast, uh, hearing them talk a little bit about sort of, uh, you know, the game and what their impressions were. But that was it. Um, I'm excited to get my hands on it. Like, I want something that's gonna be like a visual, uh, set piece on, on like my big TV and put my put my head on and you know, really immerse myself in the game. What's fantastic here, I'm sure you'll talk about it, and um, I'll, I'll just mention it, is the fact that Insomniac was able to to make these games, uh, all four of the games that they put out recently, um, with no crunch, which is amazing. Yeah. Should be an yeah. inter- industry standard. Yeah, should be. Yeah. Uh, do you have yeah, any yeah. thoughts? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, the fact that there's no crunch in a, in a game that literally the maximum amount of time that they could have spent in this game was from Ratchet and Clank 2016 to now because you have the Spider-Man team and then the Ratchet team. That's pretty amazing. Like They're putting out a really quality game in that time span. And I'm from everything I've read about it, it seems like it's going to be like a 10 out of 10 from me because... Some of the complaints that I've heard is like it's on the shorter side, I guess. But that's actually a positive on my (laughs) side of the spectrum because I don't have much time anymore. And uh, so, yeah, I'm super down for that and I'm loving that. Uh, Did you guys see the the weapon that can like pull in uh, rifts from other PlayStation games? Yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) You can pull in like Uncharted like vehicles and... it, yeah it was crazy but yeah super excited to play it and 
uh, sad that I'm going to be here in North Carolina on Friday when it comes out. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll, I'll DM you a picture of me playing it. Like, look, look how much fun I'm having, oh, Dan. Rub it in. I hate you. <laughs> I'm in the Dang same boat. I don't even have a PlayStation 5. I can't even, like, that's oh. play it again. Oh, that's true. I mean, true. I can't play it, but, yeah. Oh, man. It's sad. Very sad. But I'm excited for you guys, and I will be watching a lot of Twitch streams and such. So if either of you guys are planning to stream it, I will be there for sure. Um, nice. But yeah, moving on to our next story. Overwatch is getting cross-platform play. Finally. Overwatch launched in 2016, but it's getting a significant feature soon. Mm. Blizzard Entertainment is releasing a cross-play beta that will let PC and console gamers play in matches together. Developer says the update is coming soon. Until now, the communities on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo were segmented, but this update should make it easier to find online matches to join, whether it's with your friends on rand- with, or with random players. Uh, some of the most popular online titles feature crossplay like Fortnite uh, and Call of Duty. And it's about time that Overwatch got it, um, and I think it's great. It's, there's no cross-progression, cross unfortunately. Um, that is something that I've I've wanted kind of almost more than crossplay um, because I own Overwatch on PC and on my PlayStation, and I would like to play it more on PC. But man, I just miss my skins. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about this this feature finally coming to Overwatch? Does it bring you back in, or are you just you know happy for the people who who wanted this? I think I'm kind of in the boat of like I'm waiting for Overwatch 2 at yeah. this point because I enjoyed my time with Overwatch uh, and thought it was a really good game. I just uh, I don't see this necessarily bringing me back in, but uh, I do think it's fascinating because I thought that Overwatch 2 was essentially um, keeping very similar things that Overwatch 1 had. So like, is this going to be like cross progression or cross play with overwatch 2 as well or is it just going to be crossplay mm. between consoles because uh, i know a lot of the features and stuff like that are going to actually some of the new features i thought they said was also going to apply to the original overwatch because i thought it was like the same play space but i don't know i may be remembering that wrong uh but yeah um I'm down for this. Uh, Crossplay and cross progression is always an awesome thing to uh, to come. So, and it always helps with population as well. So, if you have one platform that isn't as high population wise, it helps out to have a huge pool of population from many consoles. So, yeah. I w- I wonder if they're doing uh, crossplay for like the competitive modes as well. So I know mm. there are some people in like some of the friend groups I'm in that were like talking about this today who are like refusing to play with console players because they play on PC because yeah. like that's where you get the most out of your competitiveness. But mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Which, if it, sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. Uh, uh, I feel like the, the best way to do crossplay is always by how you're playing the game. So like the input mm. device. So Master Chief Collection does a great job of that where it detects whether you're using controller or keyboard and mouse. Actually, you have to tell the game, I'm using this, and then it detects to make sure that you're using that. And then it'll match you against people that are using that same input device. Uh, I feel like that's the best way to do it because obviously someone on keyboard and mouse isn't going to play the same as someone on a gamepad. So, yeah. Wait, Dan, you play Master Chief Collection? 
Oh yeah, I mean That's it's crazy concept. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ro, you will be happy though. I, I did see on Twitter that supposedly cross progression is coming soon in, in a future okay. update. That's so good. that's great to hear. Nice. That'd be good for you. Yes, I, I, yeah, I would love to get back into Overwatch. Um, but as Daniel said, like Overwatch Two, hopefully isn't too too far away. I know it's next year, but mm-hmm. sooner rather than than later next year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit confused as to as what you were talking about, Daniel, with how Overwatch Two and Overwatch One are going to be like not completely I different, said... but also separate at the same yeah. time. It, yeah, I'm still I confused thought... about that. Like that the whole thing that they originally pitched, like I was just I was very confused because they were saying like we're taking elements from Overwatch One, and it's not like I don't know. It's I don't know. I guess we'll see once it comes out. <laughs> I was just yeah, not really clear on that. Um, but moving on to our next story, the Prince of Persia got an update, but not one that I don't think fans <laughs> were happy to hear. <laughs> a message from the Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake dev team reads as follows. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. Ubisoft Ward is around the corner, and we wanted to use this time to thank you for the amount of support that you have shown us in the past year. As you might have already read, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake will not be in the Ubisoft Ward. We are making great progress on the game to release next year, but we are not ready to share any additional information just yet. We will share an update as soon as we are ready. Until then, we wanted to express our appreciation for your continuous support, as well as your patience with us on your journey. We're looking forward to the moment when we will be able to share more with the dev team. So, Prince of Persia is not going to be at the Ubisoft board, or or I guess at E3 at all. Um, it's, it's crazy to think that this game would have released already at the beginning of this year, but it's been pushed to next year, which is, which is pretty crazy. But as we talked about a little bit with uh, with the Ratchet and Clank, don't want these guys to crunch. If they need the time to no. make it better, go ahead and do that. It's just it's just crazy that that they would have put this out already. That's just what's kind of blowing my mind. Um, but yeah, what, what do you guys think about Prince of Persia? Are either of you excited for it, Daniel? So, I think we were talking about it uh, when they first showed this reveal trailer, and I was like, man, this doesn't even look like a remake. <laughs> they have remake nah. in the title, and it did not look like a remake whatsoever. It looked like a half-baked remaster, in my my opinion. Uh, so, like, I hope that this extra time that they're spending on it is going into, like, making it an actual, like, full-fledged remake. I, I kind of doubt it, because obviously the, we've already seen the direction that they were planning to take with it um which it is disappointing i i've never actually played any of the prince of persia games and i was kind of excited about the idea of yeah i was excited <laughs> about playing uh remake because i was like man that that may get me into the series because i, I actually started with assassin's creed which is very i mean it, it was inspired by prince of persia and I never played the Prince of Persia games. So, yeah, it is a little disappointing um, that, you know, we aren't getting that full-fledged remake experience. But maybe, who knows, maybe they'll they'll delay it and give them the time to make something, you know, more akin to a remake. Christian, uh, I got I saw you, your <laughs> upset nature of of being a huge oh, Prince of Persia it's fan. Fine. Like, if, you, if you missed it, you missed it. That's okay. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine, perfectly fine that you missed one of the best games ever made. But like whatever. Wow. 
Okay, no, no. Before like Prince of Persia: Sands of Time is like one of my favorite games. Like that that game is yeah. just so special. I I love like the the charisma that game oozes like in every like just playing that game and the, your character is like commenting, but it's the narrator of the character and it just, it just feels so wonderful to play. When I saw the trailer for the remaster, or I guess remake, yeah, I'll agree with Dan. It was more like a half baked, half baked, uh, like remaster. And, and like, I saw it. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested in this at all. I don't want this. I, this, I will not go near this. When they delayed it, and now we get like a further delay, I'm actually kind of excited to see what it's going to look like now. To see what kind of uh, extra work is going to to make this like a fully fledged game that deserves my money, right? So yeah, take all the time you need. Make a like a, a nice polished product. I'd be happy to check this out if you know if it looks good. Um, you know, I would see a Prince of Persia like sequel or like a reboot or even like a, a the 2009 Prince of Persia would have been cool to see. But yeah, you you know what, guys, we we've got to give Ubisoft some credit because of course they're behind the scenes working on a brand new Splinter Cell game, right? I mean. Yeah. I'm sure they're definitely doing <laughs> that, right? I mean, There's no way. Ugh, I don't mean they to... trolled us again this week. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys saw that they trolled us again this week. Where that game that's taking inspiration from Splinter Cell and Rainbow Six and all these things, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Just give me a Splinter Cell game, Ubisoft. What everyone wants. Yeah, they and... would print them money. Yeah, I'm. Yes. I don't, it's just crazy. These companies sometimes like we, you, you know what we want. Just give it to us. Just give it to us. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean to to deepen the knife in in your heart that's already been placed there by Daniel the Christian, but I have also not played Prince of Persia, and it wasn't <laughs> until like a couple of years ago that I thought I all this time I thought the games were based on the movie, not the other way around. Oh no! <laughs> I had no Bro, idea. That hurt. <laughs> Oh, I was like, no. oh, this is really cool that Ubisoft made like a, a, a game spinoff of Prince of Persia and people really like it. That doesn't happen often, but it was it was really around. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and to everybody listening, I'm so sorry as well. I'm sure that that also hurt you guys there too. <laughs> you guys have to play it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but moving on to our next story, Naughty Dog is working on a multiplayer project. In a number of multiplayer-focused job listings, Naughty Dog has expressed its goal to bring the same level of ambition and quality of our signature story-driven games to its new online experience. It's almost certain the team is referring to its spin-off standalone Last of Us multiplayer multiplayer game, uh, which was announced over a year ago prior to the release of The Last of Us Part 2. The details of the project remain very much under wraps, but its, its scale seems to grow with each soundbite released. Um, yeah, I, I I just read that and I didn't realize that this was confirmed to be a Last of Us multiplayer game. Um, that has me even more excited because I would love Factions to return um, mm. for that because I, I played that so much back in the day. Um, but what are your guys' mm. hype levels for a Naughty Dog uh, multiplayer focus game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'm definitely interested to see what it uh, what it turns into. Uh, I'm kind of in, on the on the mindset of like like what can they do to like change the landscape of what the multiplayer game could be like how like incorporate narrative uh, threads into multiplayer. A lot of people have tried that in the past, and 
most of them unsuccessful in doing so. So I think it would be super cool to see some kind of story uh, thread that kind of runs you through the multiplayer experience, if that makes sense. So I, I feel like that would be super cool. And if anybody can do it, Naughty Dog probably could do it. So. Mm-hmm. And wrote. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that this uh, this team is confirmed to be the one that's working on the Last of Us multiplayer project. Yeah. Is, is that what the article was mentioning? That's what the article said. That that's okay. news to me after reading it. But that's yeah, that's what they're saying here. That this is a this is a Last of Us multiplayer game, standalone multiplayer game. I'm just so curious to to see or even get like an idea of what their internal teams look like. Like, I want to know if, if a team is working on new IP, if there's, like, the one team working on the multiplayer project, and if there's the other that's working on whatever kind of remake of The Last that's of Us Part 1 that yeah. they're doing, right? There's yeah, that, that's what has me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I like, that. those teams at Naughty Dog are always super ambitious to push whatever games to the next level. If they want to do that for multiplayer, please do, because I loved Last of Us Factions. Like, it, I, th- I found it so interesting, so I'm on board. Yeah. And also, take your yeah. time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I will. I will happily wait as long as I need to uh, for whatever that comes out. Um, but yeah, as, as Daniel and, and you were saying, like I, I'm so excited for what story may be implemented to a multiplayer game as they push the boundaries almost every time they they make something, at least technically. But it'll be really cool because I love their stories. Maybe there's like obviously there's teams and in factions, but it would be really cool if like you each each gameplay starts up with like a cutscene or something and you're kind of progressing through a story but also facing off against other people like it'd be really cool to see what they what they have in mind for you know a last of us multiplayer game um but yes moving on to the next story google stadia is expanding google stadia expands to android tv os devices later this month if you've been interested in trying out google stadia and recently purchased your own uh own and Wait, sorry. Purchase or own an Android OS TV. June 23rd is a date to circle on your calendar. That's the date that the streaming app finally becomes available on a range of compatible TVs, such as the Google Chromecast, uh, NVIDIA T- Shield TV, and many others. Well, not many others. There's like a couple more on this list, but it's really cool that it's finally expanding to at least the Chromecast. I thought that was something that should have been done mm-hmm. a very long time ago. But A uh, Google product. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't too long ago that we that we realized that the Google Stadia store didn't even have a search bar until a couple yeah. of months ago. So they, yeah. they've kind of been a little bit slow about implementing things that kind of seem like no-brainers to everybody else. But uh, I think this is a good... I was going to say a good step in the right direction, but I don't really know what they could possibly do <laughs> <laughs> to save that platform. People are leaving. It's- it's so just, weird yeah because <laughs> on paper it, like they're doing everything right but then like it just it's not in anyone's like really like realms of uh, of what they care about it just comes and goes each week i feel like yeah yeah and they, google even shut down the development of uh a couple of projects like somewhat recently right because then jade raymond leaves uh mm-hmm. from there or got let go yeah so yeah crazy yeah yeah well for the people out there who are playing google Stadia or or interested and you've got a chromecast then there you go that's good that's very good but i'm with you daniel and and christian every time i hear news on it whether it be good or bad news it's like okay like i can't believe the guys are still kicking but good for you (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully something big enough comes along for, for the people still remaining that, you know, gets turned around. It'll be really cool to see a No Man's Sky redemption arc for Stadia somehow. But only time will Okay. <laughs> Realistically, what would get you guys to play Stadia? <sighs> if it was what, what would be the thing? <laughs> uh, it'd have to be, like, a big exclusive because, yeah. like, I already have a nice PC and console, so, like, I have no really use for stadia i guess uh unless they had a big exclusive yep that's i'm right with you dan yeah and i agree and i think that's that's out the window now right as danny was saying yeah the places that they've closed down and shut down projects on that's not even in the near future if at all (laughs) so no (laughs) yeah that's uh unfortunate i I agree i I said if it was free maybe i would use it but that doesn't make any sense for them (laughs) but yeah yeah We, we shall see uh, next on this on the list is uh, the playdate. I don't know if you guys have heard about this before now, but uh, that's been on my radar, very like off in the distance, like kind of waiting on what what may be, what co- may come next, uh, what they might say next. But we've got a release date now, of uh, I, th- I think or a pre-order date, I think at least. But let me read mm-hmm. the article and and see. Panic has announced that the playdate, it's uh, 179 handheld console with a crank. <laughs> And a black and white screen will be available for pre-order in July, with the shipping starting later in the year. The company doesn't have a specific date lined up just yet, but says it'll provide at least uh, a week's notice before orders open. So we got a little uh, presentation earlier this week, and they showed off a bunch of games, uh, specifically 21 games out of the 24 titles that uh, will feature... Oh, sorry. Let me just read the, this quote here. Finally, Panic has announced 21 out of the 24 titles that will feature in the Playdate's first season. Details are intentionally being kept secret until each game is automatically downloaded onto the device. Owners will get two games uh, a week over 12 weeks. And there's a bunch of games here in the article. Uh, some of them are called Flipper Lifter, Hyper Meteor. Um, there's uh, one that has to do with uh, time. You like crank back. Use the crank on the device, and you can rewind time. Uh, some really Ooh. interesting titles on here. Uh, I, I believe one of the the creators of what was it, Oberden? What was the name of that game again? Yeah, you got it. Over, it was called Oberden. I, yeah, well, that that creator is making a game for this as well, so that's something that excites me very much. And the style of that game definitely uh, lends itself well to the play date and the style that they have going on here. So. I thought it was really cool, and the price one seventy nine is is pretty affordable, I'd say, uh, for it. And it's really cool just to see like somebody trying their hand at doing something unique in the video game console mm-hmm. space. Um, but are either of you excited, Christian? I'll, I'll ask you. Are you excited for the playdate in any shape or form? I think the playdate is super cool, especially with how like with how unique the premises of each of the games are, and with the promise of I think getting more games uh, after you buy buy it. Yeah. If if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. My only like concern, I guess, is that I have just already so many consoles and and, and toys to begin with that like 180 bucks is for me is a little steep. Uh, like, uh, if I'm not sure how long I'll I'll stick around with playing it, even though I I I want to. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Christian too. Like, uh, the only thing I can't justify is like. Are after the 24 games come out for this, like, are they able to continue to release stuff on it, or is like that the the cap? Is it just the 24 games? 
Um, let me see here. I got to reopen the eighth. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're <laughs> good. You're good. I, I was just curious because, like, I was just thinking, like, $189, like, uh, Xbox Series S costs $299. Like, $110 more, you get a console, a next-gen console, and you can literally play, you know, any third-party game or first-party game from Microsoft. Like, I just don't know. I don't know if the value will be there at 189 And, like, that's my only concern. Uh, it might be, like, a cool thing, you know, a very interesting and different type of thing especially with the crank and and different mechanics for that like he said with the the time game where you you go forward and backwards in time with it that's really cool um but yeah christian to answer that question uh dan they do have seasons planned so you will you will eventually get more games on it yeah okay okay that that's kind of cool actually then um and I guess I'm assuming you can cycle them out or, you know, install what you want on there. Uh, I'm sure we'll get more information when it comes out. But, uh, yeah, that that's kind of cool then. If they do, like, a season-type system and keep adding new content to it, that might be interesting. I think the coolest kind of thing they're doing is almost like the drip feed uh, release of games with two a week. Like, that's going to keep the conversation going for a long time with yeah. 24 games per season plan like every week people are gonna have something to talk about who knows i, I may get swayed over because of that true uh, and you never know like that ge- that one gem may come out and people will be like man look at this check this out and get people interested definitely. absolutely and moving on to our final story for pxn news of the week is rainbow six quarantine is now been renamed but well for the third time <laughs> as rainbow six extraction <laughs> the first time bro it, it was oh it was quarantine and then it changed to something else right parasite and then it changed to extraction. no no that was like a leak of like what they were trying to maybe okay. they were considering naming yeah. it parasite but it wasn't official until okay, okay. until this gotcha gotcha yeah well for the first time and they finally got it and it's and it's pretty good. I, I'm excited to see more. I watched the 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 little tease that they gave us. Um, they kind of explained more than showed, which is okay because they are planning to do a reveal at the Ubisoft Ford on June 12th. Um, but Christian, how are you excited for Rainbow Six Quarantine or Extraction? Sorry, and have you had any <laughs> have you had any experience Parasite. with the, the Rainbow Six franchise? <laughs> I, I love the Rainbow Six games. Like. Siege is like one of the, like the most fun experiences that I've had playing uh, a multiplayer game. Last gen, I haven't touched it since uh, the new consoles launched. Um, so I'm excited to get into the Rainbow Six world again. What's going to be interesting about this game is it's not PvP. Um, from what I understand from the little teaser, it's it's a co-op shooter. Um, and honestly, I think that's okay. Like I I love hopping in with a, a few buddies and and you know trying to survive. Like this is why the reason why I play like Destiny PVE. So getting a little bit more in that like hardcore space with Rainbow Six Extraction should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see more at the Ubisoft Forward. It is interesting. Like uh, Rainbow Six Siege has been going for so long now since like I think 2014, and they continuously keep adding new content for it, and that game's doing really well. It's interesting that they're naming this game a Rainbow Six game because, like, 
it's almost so different from a Rainbow Six, a traditional Rainbow Six game, I guess, that it's like, why not just name that something else? But I guess at the same time, you also have brand power of Rainbow <laughs> Six. But yeah, I, I love the Rainbow Six games as well. Like Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas 2, mm-hmm. I used to play those all the time back in the day with my friends and uh, from high school. And like that was so much fun and siege is amazing uh it's really amazing what ubisoft has done with the post launch content for that game they've had like seven seasons maybe more uh, of uh of siege so yeah i'm down to see uh see what they can do with uh extraction i almost said quarantine uh (laughs) but yeah i want to see what they can do with a uh, co-op type experience like christian said and that's that's what attracted me to it uh, even more was the co-op uh, aspect of it. I, I I do like multiplayer games, PvP, but I really do like a, a good co-op game where it's like like you said, uh, Christian, like Destiny, like getting a group of pals together and facing off against like some some really tough AI people is just my cup of tea rather than you know mm-hmm. some angry people shouting at me usually <laughs> i just gotta yeah. find a good group of friends to make these games like I, and i do have a good group of friends it's just that i just never get the chance to play these games sometimes Man. but christian was it was it rainbow six vegas that you could take uh, uh your your picture with the uh, xbox with- live camera and then you could put it on your oh, character <laughs> yeah I, I i did i didn't have an xbox but yeah that, my friend yeah. did yeah and that sounds familiar yeah that was so freaking crazy <laughs> People would take crazy pictures. With, too. It was with the Kinect camera, right? Uh, I think it was before the Kinect. It was with that old... Uh, oh, the old I forget one. what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it was like the really old Xbox 360 camera before Kinect was the thing. And it was just so awful, but it was so funny to, to see people use that. Hmm. Moving on. To our, is the Xbox camera is like the really small like white one, right? Like a webcam almost. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I think it says Let's bring that back. Xbox Live Vision is what it's called. Yes, Xbox that was Live it. Vision the camera. Vision camera. Yep. Oh, yep. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but moving on to the games we are playing, Daniel, what have you been playing? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I've been on vacation, so I haven't had time to play much, and I brought my Xbox, so I've just been playing a little bit of MCC every night, so, uh, yeah, I don't have much to update, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm a disappointment to you. No, it's okay, you're enjoying <laughs> don't, vacation. I never say that again. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. There's, there's the beach out there somewhere, but it's dark now, so you can't see it, so, so, yeah, there's that. Well, you don't have any games on your phone? Your xCloud? I, yeah, I I could I could have done that actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Candy Crush. Connect. Yeah, <laughs> play some Candy Crush. Yeah, actually, you you say that jokingly, but I downloaded this dinosaur game for my nephew, and he's been playing the crap out of that with me. So uh, I'm getting flashlighted from the outside. I'm yeah, guessing what is that? Someone's playing. Someone's playing a prank on me from the outside. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's my nephew. My nephew's <laughs> out there with my mom shining a light in here. So It's the Rainbow Six operators. Hi. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're coming in. <laughs> they're breaking in the windows. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Christian, what have you been playing? So I think last week I was telling you guys I bought a Quest 2 yes. with, a, with a friend of mine. We've been playing Beat Saber every night. Like, all right, you ready? And, like, we'll play for, like, I don't know, an hour. 
he usually has to go to bed early, like around like nine ish, because he has work like at four in the morning, and he stayed up like till almost eleven. We're just playing Beat Saber. It, it's such a fun time. We bought two of the packs. Right? We say we wouldn't buy any more quest games, and we keep buying the music packs in Beat Saber. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Um, and then I saw Resident Evil Three was on remake was on sale on PlayStation. I was like, I should finally get to that. And so I did, and I started. It's not a scary game. I thought I thought it was. It's 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 really not. It's just an action game. But I'm ha- having fun. It's a, it's a great game to, to stream as well. And the last thing I will be playing is I'm gonna uh, pre pre order Ratchet tonight, so that way it downloads overnight, and then uh, start playing tomorrow. Can't wait. You know, you know, Christian, that was that was the, my one complaint about RE3 remake was that nemesis was like so talked up like about how scary he was but really like the parts that he's in are so minimal in the game that it was like really disappointing i, I agree yeah. with you on that but for like 16 dollars, i can't complain so right. true got it on a good true. price nice <laughs> yeah um but for what i've been playing i've been continuing my dragon quest 11 journey having a really good time enjoying it can't wait to see where else it goes nothing much more to report just you know continuing the story nothing crazy has happened since but it's uh really good really enjoying it and i'm enjoying it so much so that i'm like i want to get into dragon quest and i went and purchased the original games one to three on the switch because they were on sale it's like okay why not and i started playing dragon quest dragon quest one as well and uh surprisingly enjoying it despite it being a super old game but um yeah (laughs) I'm glad, I'm excited to get back, get into this series, but more importantly, I've been dipping my toes into something that I, I shouldn't, and I'm scared, <laughs> and I played Resident <laughs> Evil 7, and I, I, have, I have Game Pass on PC, Insane. so I know it's there, and the only reason that I did boot it up was because I was with my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> and she was like, let's play... Like a scary game. I was like, okay, what do you want to play? And it's like Resident <laughs> Evil 7 was there. So we played that for a long time. And we got pretty deep into it. Um, so we took turns like going back and forth with it. But it's it's a good game. I, I'm, 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 I'm hesitating saying that because it makes me want to play it more. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's, it's, it is really good. And we're right now, we took down the father. And we took down... Mm-hmm. What's the other dude? Was there another dude? the infected guys as well but, yeah but right now yeah. we're running or we're in mama's area so the mom is the big threat right now so we, we got outside so now we're like at the in the boathouse by you swamp area right now with all that's the, a great the, part oh is it a great <laughs> <laughs> so there's like all the big uh huge mosquitoes i don't even know what kind of bugs they are but they're creepy very creepy so is this your first resident evil game I played RE2. I played the remake. Okay. I haven't beaten it, but I, I did play that before. So it's not my first. And I have played uh, a remake of the first one on PlayStation when it was uh, yeah. part of PlayStation Plus. But this is the furthest I've gotten into one, though. This is definitely as deep as I've gotten into one. And I'm I'm enjoying it. So there's that. <laughs> and, uh, I love that you're doing a co-op, too. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that you guys are going to play together on Resident Evil Village next? Potentially. Potentially. That would oh, be really cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now, we'll I will caution you. I thought that Village wasn't going to be scary until I got to the 
the dollhouse. Yeah, oh my right. god, that's frightening. <laughs> oh. Do you guys remember PT? The, uh, yes. the demo. Yeah, that's. I had to do a co- like I guess like yeah. passing the controller around to to beat that because I just could not do it. That game is so scary. Oh. There was there was one part where my girlfriend was playing, and a scary part came out, and she literally just threw the controller at me. It's like you play. Like, she literally like, hit my wrist, and I was like, ah, why? <laughs> but, that's uh, hilarious. It's it's definitely a fun time. But moving on, that's finally, awesome. to the topic of the show, Battlefield 2042 got a reveal trailer <laughs> today and it did it did that thing that the ubisoft thing did can can video game people just developers don't do that just stop doing this when you say it's a premiere premiere at that yeah. time you know like they they did the countdown and it's it's even worse on youtube because they have the the countdown before their countdown so when they started their live stream there's another 60 minute countdown i think and people were not happy about that but we finally got there and it was well, not for everyone, but for me, it was it was a really great trailer. Mainly because I wasn't waiting around for it. I, I came when it was time, so I felt like it was yeah. worth the wait because Damn. I waited like ten minutes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. It it was a really cool trailer. Uh, first off, I'll just open the table to to you, Christian. What did what what is your history with Battlefield, and how excited are you for 2042? I've been playing the Battlefield games uh, since Battlefield 2 on PC, with the exception of Hardline. I, I skipped that one, and it seemed to be, like, the right call. I don't <laughs> think people really seem to enjoy that one as much. Um, one and five, I thought, were just fine, but I, I, I didn't stay. Uh, and that's the new Battlefield one, by the way, I, I should mention, the World War One game. Um, but I've been itching to get back into, like, proper Battlefield for a while. Um Bad Company Two in par- particular is one of my favorite games of oh. the series, and it's it's a, I know yes. it's a spinoff, but like God, that game is so good. And then mm-hmm. Battlefield Three and Four, like I don't care, like it's fine. Like the story, the single player. If you have like bad thoughts about that, then sure, that's fine, and you 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 you're probably even right. But the multiplayer is like so like addicting and fun, and I'm just so excited to get back into it. And this trailer did exactly that for me like i can't wait i recommend everyone go check out the 4k upload on youtube slap on yeah. some headphones and like <laughs> listen to those like sound effects it's insane daniel how about you yes uh so first off i want to say i saw all the people freaking out on twitter when that 60 minute timer came up yep. and i was happy I was ecstatic because I was in the aquarium with oh. my nephew and my sister. Nice. And I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to make this. And then they put the 60-minute timer up. I'm like, sweet, yeah. I'll be home by then. I'll be good. So what you're saying so, is it's your fault, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Blame me. But yeah, uh, amazing trailer. Uh, my favorite part of the trailer was actually the freaking moment where the pilot ejects out of the seat shoots the rpg at the other jet and gets back in which was a freaking homage to a fan a fan thing that happened in battlefield three or four i think uh it's just that's so cool to see dice appreciate their fans in that way because that moment was so like iconic to see um and like christian i've been playing since battlefield 2 as well so I'm very excited for this new modern Battlefield to come back. And yes, I wish Battlefield Bad Company would return as well because I love the humor in that campaign and those characters were so good. And 
I'm still confused to this day when EA came out after Bad Company 2 and said that they weren't sure why Bad Bad Company did so well. I was like, what? Wait, what? They didn't know how to make a, a Bad Company yeah. game again after Bad Company 2. I was like, ugh. But, oh, we made a yeah, good I'm, game. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Bro, are you excited? I am very excited. Unlike you guys, I ha- I don't have such a, a, a huge history with Battlefield. Um, I played one, the new one, um, not the old, not the first Battlefield, but Battlefield 1. Um, and I stuck around for that for quite a while. I, I enjoyed my time with that. But military shooters just usually aren't my thing unless they're kind of like what we just saw, where they're kind of crazy and over the top and... Like the wingsuits had me super excited. The the whole verticality of, of what we saw has me very excited for like like you like you said with the the guy jumping off of the the airplane and just crazy stunts like that that could be possibly possible with uh, this game. That that's what really excites me. And I'm gonna read a couple of tidbits here from uh, the re- the reveal uh, that also have me excited. So conquest and breakthrough return. So that may mean something to to you guys if those are modes yes. from the previous games they're making a comeback um but what's really cool is there 128 players are going to be uh, on a map on pc ps4 or ps5 sorry and xbox series s and x um on ps4 there'll be 64 players because the system just can't can't handle it um but yeah that massive <laughs> massive uh player count is is super exciting i uh, can't wait to see how that rolls <laughs> works out with Again, with what we saw today, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, with just a bunch of other people doing also just crazy stuff at the same time you are, it's going to be really cool to see how that works out. From what I read, too, every map, I think, is supposed to have, like, dynamic weather moments, like we saw in the trailer, like the huge tornado. Mm -hmm. So that, with 128 players, is going to be, like, if you're going to have a moment, like, every time you play, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. And this is how it goes in Battlefield. I wonder also, we, we were talking about Overwatch 2 getting crossplay a little earlier. I wonder how this affects like crossplay between generations. Like, are, are they just not going to have it? Or are they going to have it where, like, if you're on next gen playing with old gen, you have to play with their 64 players? Because I think they said mm-hmm. actually the maps, they made the maps smaller as well for last gen since it's only 64 players as well. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about how that affects crossplay. Um, but yeah. maybe it's just know. maybe it's just PS4 and Xbox and get to play together and then PC, PS5 and Xbox series get to play together. I don't mm-hmm. know. That makes sense. I have no yeah. idea how they how that works. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Ro, yeah. Ro, did you ever play Battlefield 4? No. Uh, I think one is literally the only one that I've that I've played actually. Yeah. There's a game mode called called Rush, um, and it's in multiple game modes, but it's. Uh, uh, defending side and your job as an attacker is to go to these two bomb sites plant the bombs or whatever um capture that those points and then once uh you capture those the the enemy has to retreat right and so you're you're rushing the enemy back further until you you win but one of the maps um would start off on top of a mountain and as an attacker you would have to jump off with like your whole group of 30 players and and jump down together and it's yeah it's Hopefully, you get some moments like this uh, in the next Battlefield. Yeah, it seems like it. Like with with, with the screenshots that we got in the trailer as well, 
Uh, seems like we will get a lot of moments like that. Like you said, there's dynamic events and storms. There's seven massive maps as they describe it, but as Daniel said, a little bit dumbed down for uh, past gen. Uh, see, there's going to be a season pass, uh, seasons with battle passes. You'll get one free and one that is paid for. So kind of, I assume what is Fortnite right now and what is Destiny right now. There's a, a free path at the top and at the bottom. If you pay for the extra content, you'll get the extra content. Um, and yep. the game comes out October 22nd. Um, but I do have some questions. Like you guys kind of touched upon it a little bit, but uh, this is not. They're not going to have a campaign in this one. This is just multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're charging, you know, full price for it. Uh, do you guys have any problems with that? Are you, you know, fine with cashing out the seventy dollars? Um, I'll ask you, Christian. How do you feel about no campaign and the price point being full price? I don't mind at all, to be honest. I think if, I mean, it's been a while since the last Battlefield. It seems like they've made some great improvements. We haven't even seen what the gameplay is going to be looking like. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Like, I think that's okay for a game to be multiplayer only. And to do a great job uh, with what it's trying to do, so I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem at all, personally. Dan, do you yeah. do you disagree? No, I I completely agree. Uh, and like we were talking about with Overwatch earlier, Overwatch doesn't have a campaign either. It's a multiple. Obviously, they have like a bot type thing that you can do. Um, but yeah, honestly, the last several Battlefield campaigns really haven't been anything like you know crazy or. or you know monumental or anything like that so i don't think it's necessarily a requirement for a battlefield game to need a campaign for it to be great um and i did like the vignettes that they did for battlefield one i played those uh they had like these little vignettes where you played different stories like little stories throughout you know history Uh, i thought those were very cool and I think they have a similar thing with Battlefield Five, but I never even played them. <laughs> so it's like uh, I always played the the multiplayer in Battlefield Five. So um, yeah, I, I do think that uh, campaign for Battlefield is less of a big deal unless they go back and make a new bad company game <laughs> because those games exactly. are great, as Christian and I both <laughs> already begged EA for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also have no problem with it being, well, it's 60 on PlayStation 4 and 70 on, on current gen. Um, but yeah, I, I also have no problem with that. Um, there's many multiplayer games that I played full price for and haven't seen a problem with it because I, I got my money's worth out of it. There were quality experiences. And I don't think it being multiplayer um, you know, means it needs to be cheaper. Um, and I also don't think that removing the campaign means it's going to be a lesser experience if they put all their effort, obviously they are, but if they put enough effort into the multiplayer experiences to make it worth the $70. Um, there's somebody in the chat who disagrees. I'm not going to read their name because it just feels offensive, but he says Battlefield 2042 is $70 launching and with only six maps, has seven maps, buddy, but and no single player, do not pre-order. So obviously, entitled to your opinion, don't have to pre-order if you don't want to. But I think we all agree here that um, $70 isn't really much of a, a, a turnoff for us, but totally understand why people may be against the idea of paying $70 for just multiplayer if they were expecting a campaign and, and other stuff. Um, Gilbert, yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead. No, and like he's totally right. Like, uh, sorry, they if, if they feel like it's not, you know, the package that they're expecting, like they have every right to vote with their wallet, and that's totally fine. Um, I, I, I Honestly, there's been a few like subtle votes on Twitter that, 
I know Dan is predicting the game will come to Game Pass, and even if that is isn't true, you know, with EA Play and Game Pass having, you know, some kind of deal they're working, uh, I I wouldn't be opposed to seeing some kind of like free trial period, get a certain amount of hours, you can at least try the game and see if you would be willing to spend, you know, the sixty to seventy dollars. Good news, Christian. Mm-hmm. There is a ten-hour free trial if you have EA Play. Really? <laughs> yes. All all wow. EA games, they always have a 10-hour trial, and they, they actually confirmed that uh, for Battlefield 2042 as well. So if you have EA Play, which is, I think, $30 a year, uh, you get a bunch of benefits with that. Uh, you get a 10-hour trial for Battlefield 2042. That's solid. Very yeah. Good, very good. I'm also reading... Now, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I'm just going to read the, the another comment from chat uh gilbo biggins who is a buddy of mine in in real irl uh he's hoping that the full price tag results in a fair microtransaction and battle pass um mm-hmm. so do you think that'll play a part at all in in anything do you think uh them charging somebody is going to mean like micro is going to be a little bit less invasive it's da so who knows yeah <laughs> yeah that's true that's very true <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they learned their lesson from Battlefront 2 because obviously DICE developed Battlefront 2 as well. I feel like they're not going to make the same mistake twice. I, at least I wouldn't think they would. Uh, especially with a full price game, like, you know, I would understand if Battlefield 2042 was a free to play game and then they had microtransactions to support it. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't feel like they're going to make the same mistake like that. Um, but yeah, I saw that dude's name in the chat, and I was trying to remove it, and realized I wasn't logged in as Podcast BXN. Oh. <laughs> so, I yeah, I, I removed that guy okay, because guys. that's not an appropriate name at all for. Like, come on, dude. Hey, I'm glad it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. But wait, Roro. Yeah. When when are we getting gameplay for this? Yes, I we're getting it on. The, on Sunday, which is the same day as Microsoft's event, so, so Daniel, you, you like Christian said, you do think that this is going to be a Game Pass game potentially? Yeah, it's possible. I don't. I still. I still think it's kind of like a pipe dream. I don't think it's necessarily like a guaranteed thing that we get, but I think it would be awesome, and it would be a big win for Microsoft in terms of Game Pass. Uh, like getting that big of a, a franchise for day one on Game Pass is huge yeah. because, I mean, you have Halo Infinite this fall. We have maybe a Forza Horizon if that gets announced at E3. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, there's back and forth on whether people think that's going to happen or not uh, with Playground Games making Fable, but they have two teams. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens there. And, uh Yeah. I, I want to see what wh- whether this comes true because if this comes true, that's a that's a very big deal for Game Pass and Microsoft. Yeah, that would that would be huge. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, it's already like one of the best deals. It it literally is the best deal in gaming, and having a game like that would be just another nail in the coffin to other services, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, everyone, that was Battlefield 2042. Any closing thoughts before we close the show? Uh, yes. Yeah, same. And Roro and I are going to be watching live 
the Xbox <laughs> press conference on Sunday. Uh, I believe it starts at one, right? Yes. So we'll we'll be streaming that on the podcast PXN channel. Yes, very excited for that. Yeah, this time this time next week we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, again, for watching both live on YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope. Apologies for anybody who's watching live. I, I'm sorry about the technical difficulties as we start, but still, thank you so much for sticking with us. As well, you can find us on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Until next time, thank you, everyone. Later will be greater.